Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Okay, just say something again. Something again. Excellent. Hang little wavy things on the meters. We have a drink. We do. We have a complete cock. For once, it's not me, folks. Well, we, we, I let them out so that I was like, oh, maybe if I let them out, it'll be a little bit quieter, you know? I'll go for an explore. It's not really coming out that way. We're not really uh, re-bringing the cicada filter out today. No. Anyway, so. <laughs> the cock filter. Might, might be a little bit easier rather than the, the single note drone in the background. Yeah. Well, that you know, noise, noise reduction will actually handle that reasonably well. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to Land Tunnel. Dude, Doc. it's... Oh, here we go. It's like 1.30 in the afternoon, mate. You're late. Hi. How you going? Hot. Hot? Mm. Hang on, hot. That's a terrible day joke. All right. They're off. Shall we record, Doc? <sighs> yes, we, we sh- yes, we shall. We are live. Well, live to tape. Live to tape. On the deck at Lantana Land. If you don't believe it, listen to the background listen noises. Listen to the it's, background, it's, yes. Of, of the neighbour's uh, driveway being bitumened. Oh, <laughs> old McBezo's farm. Lantana Land. In glamorous Upper Beanley. In the, in the NBA off-season, there is some basketball going on. Yes, the, some the, FIBA. The, the World Cup has begun. Um, and I was thinking about this last night, and I was like, what, what's your expectations for the Boomers? Uh, lose a game against a team they shouldn't lose against and struggle for the rest of the tournament was my sort of my sort of pessimistic outlook. My expectations for the Boomers are is that they're going to vote the country party back in. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they handily dealt to uh, Finland who I don't think have got anybody of, of note. I don't think they're even... Just La- Laurie's playing, is he? Pretty uh, sure Mark and play. Oh, yeah, okay. He's, I, was, I was thinking he was out, but I must probably think of Porzingis. The, yeah, uh, the, the, the Latvian. The Latvian Larry. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because Canada spanked France. Even without Jamal Murray, who's, yeah. out, who's sitting. Which is, it might be... Um, I was thinking of that in terms of our over-unders, and I was like... Oh, there might be a bit of a fight for the Thunder team this year in the in the sort of in the mid picks to see whether that they could you know they could be a a, a make or break team because I guess you know like you know the Nuggets are going to do well and mm. you expect that the Lakers are going to do well but it's a team like the you know the Thunder could go really well or they could go really shit a little bit like the Pelicans or you know those those sort of have a good year, do uh, over-exceed expectations teams. And then double down on the wrong things. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like the Thunder have the level of ownership pressure that, like, even the the, Pels even the Pelicans have, yeah. uh, let alone the Rockets, who, have been, <laughs> who are, you know, one of those teams that are in a position, but they're not even as advanced as, as the Thunder. No. But the, they've been told they have to win now, so. Yeah, Fred might have a little bit more pressure on him than he was expecting going to the worst team in the league. Mm. Mm. Um, but, yeah, 
Dante Exum, Dante Exum coming through and and sort of being the 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 punch off the bench player mm. that I guess he's sort of fulfilling the career we hoped he'd have five years ago. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like five years late. I, I just. I don't know where the kid's going to use him very much, which is the problem. They might I, not have any choice, though. Oh, look, I think in the course of 82, you kind of have to. Um, yeah, I, I think it's the sort of player who's going to be really useful for them. Yeah. Specifically, more because of, of his experience than his um, than you know his particular playing style. And it seems like he can shoot now, which is yes. not something that you sort of said about him no, four had, or five years ago. No, a fairly broken shot. Yeah. Anyway, it's... Uh, this Aussie team's more like I realise that you know Mills and Ingles are still there, but it's it's sort of like the it's Josh Giddy's team, now. yeah, Giddy and Green and and even Dyson Daniels and the, the, that that yeah. next wave, and I, I, I guess it's sort of like how much can they do in this one? But it's exciting for the future more than you know yeah. we're expecting them to get silver, yeah. but um, well, like, exciting for next year. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing is so many. It, it might give a bump to a side like Australia or Canada because all, a, a lot of NBA stars are sort of sitting out because the Olympics is the is the one yeah. they really want. Yeah. I, I mean, FIBA were trying to reposition this World Cup so that it was more of a rival for the Olympics, but I think they've actually kind of shot themselves in the foot. It was better when it was two years spaced out from the Olympics, I think, instead of being the year before. Because now it is just a warm-up tournament, which is not what they want. So how will the women's football Olympics? Because it's in the same boat, mm. but it's well, is it sort of like a a one B to the Olymp- to the World Cup, or more like a like what's more important, Euros or an Olympic gold? Do you reckon for think, the women? I think previously the Olympics was the pinnacle for them because the World Cup wasn't. It was a thing, but it wasn't as much of a thing. But now I think it's comfortable. Obviously, World Cup first. The English will tell you that the Euros is next and most important because they won it. Yeah, um, but I suspect that's. Yeah, I think I think it'll still be Olympics because it's a world it's it's a world tournament and it's a uh, it's a gold medal. If they make women's football also under twenty three at the, at the Olympics, which FIFA might push them towards doing, just like they do for the men's, yeah, um, then it might be a different situation. Yeah, well, it's probably if you get another World Cup with this sort of level of equality across the board mm. and buy in and interest, then maybe there will be enough. Um, Depths to, to go to that same under-23 model for the Olympics. Yeah. The only concern I'd have is that I don't think they, you know, I don't know if they've announced where the next World Cup's going to be. Uh, they certainly hadn't in, in the last couple of weeks. Maybe they've, maybe they've I've missed it since. But Oh, okay. I thought, it was, I thought it was US and Mexico the next one. No, that's the Men's World Cup. Oh, so, it, yeah, it doesn't, it's not a straight no, it's follow not. for follow, no, is it? No, no, no. Qatar? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to be in Spain, considering how well their federations covered themselves in glory yes. after their after their win. After their handsy... handsy uh, <laughs> well, I'll say this to some other... I'll say this to other media commitments, thanks very much. Um, but th- there's a whole... There's been a whole Cold War going on in Spain between the president of the federation, Rubiales, and the president of La Liga, Tebas, they hate each other's guts, and they're constantly white-ending each other. So one of the reasons Rubiales is so desperate to hang out of power is that he doesn't want to lose um, the Federation's uh, ground. They don't want to lose ground in the war against La Liga because La Liga want, you know, yeah. uh, they want different things to what the Federation wants. But, uh, no, he's got to go. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a great look, right? No. It, it, it's like here, here you are, you've got this 
yeah. a- amazing team that sort of, you know, comes through. I was co- talking to a couple of the soccer dads and they were sort of saying, you know, this is maybe not the, the top of the federation, but the federation sort of invested in a bunch of young girls sort of a, a while ago and, and has ushered them through and this is the, you know, the, the sort of culmination of really good work. But it's in spite of what the top of the federation and, and I guess some of the misogyny that's rampant in the in the bones of Spanish football. Well, to be honest, it's in spite of the federation. It's got more to do with uh, the player development structures in Madrid and Barcelona and various other clubs than yeah. it has to do with anything the federation said. I mean, that was why they, that was why the fifth, lost fifteen um, wrote a letter saying, "Please don't consider us for selection for the next World Cup until you improve." You know, X, Y, and Z trading facilities, and the fact that why are we always flying coach when everyone else gets to fly when the men get to fly um, first class? Why, you yeah. know, you know, basically it was just it was just facilities, and it wasn't about fair pay. It wasn't about the fact that the coach was a moron. But it's sort of been, um, it, it's kind of all the flashpoints all been about Vilma, the coach, and how he was out of his depth, and he was he was Peter Principal, and he was also massively done in Kruger about the whole thing. You know, yeah. he was uh, not competent, but believed that he. You know, believed that he was, so it was insufferable and arrogant the way he was treating treating these players who are much better versed in what they do than what he is. It was an interesting final in that England lost. <laughs> well, that, that made it an enjoyable what, that, final. That's what made it. <laughs> but, but Great. I'm not sure. I was talking to someone about this. Whether England, whether the ref and her, you know assessment team or, you know, the refereeing team basically mm. watched the Australia-England game and went, oh, we probably could, should have cracked down on some of that rough behaviour a little bit earlier. Yeah. And England came out and tried to replicate that same style. And then when they sort of got penalised out of it, seemed to not really have a plan B. Yeah. And, yeah, I just find that fascinating where you have a cultural style, but what happens when that cultural style doesn't work? Like, yeah. And you can't really you can't really blame them for it. It got them to the finals. So yeah, and I suppose losing one of their best creative players for most of the knockout phase in Lauren James. I mean, losing it, she jumped up and down <laughs> someone's ass for no reason. Um, that changed the way that they were going to play. But it was it did feel like a very kind of meat and potatoes, League One kind of way of organising themselves. Ironically, their previous coach got was Phil Neville, the the former um, Manchester United player, and they had much more of a reputation for being. Um, Complete cocks, um, but but you know under Wegman, I've, you know there's questions to be asked about. You know she's been people are saying maybe she should be the next men's coach. I was like, yeah, I don't think the men are going to listen to you, mate. Well, sorry, it, but barely listened to Gareth Southgate. The the um, but the, the other interesting thing in that game is it looked like Spain were just going to smash them. Like going into halftime, I'm like, it, England are barely like it was only the quality of their defenders that were holding back. You know, yeah. holding back the tide. Three and, shots on target the entire game. And then the second half they changed it up and they actually looked a lot more in the game. They still didn't have they didn't have any finishes. Like that was their real yeah. that was their real thing. Like, like they were certainly getting the ball down there, but then sort of ran out of ideas by the looks of it. Yeah, England with Sam Kerr would have won that. Hmm. That would have been that would have been really interesting. Even a half croc Sam Kerr as, as as we got out of it in the end of that game. It, it it's the success of the Matildas is probably more off the pitch than on it, and it's probably more about the caliber of person it's annoyed. 
like all the cane corners of the world of the Australian media market. Well, um, but I, I would love to, I'd love to know how how they're going to sustain this. And being you know football football Australia are terribly good at just making at just completely shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. But you would love to think that they would be able to draw a straight line between Matilda's success and the W League or the A League W as it is now, because that's a really good product and it turns out Matilda's. And current Matildas, yeah. and uh, there's so much they could do with that, and I really hope they do. Well, Curtis actually posed the question to me this morning on the way to football. He's like, uh, you know, are the Matildas going to be more popular than the Socceroos? And we sort of came to the position was right now they probably probably are. Well, in America, they, the the US women's national team have been have been more popular than the men's team for since '99. Yeah. That's actually it was one of the challenges the men's team had was that you know soccer was seen as a women's sport because of the fact that American women were so good at it. And the chances of the women having success in the next decade is probably higher than the chance of the men having success in the next next decade. Well, certainly, um, semi final of a World Cup success. Oh, look, I don't, I don't know whether they get past the quarterfinals without the the bump of, of home audience. True, yeah. Um, but even so, it, they're now ranked 10th in the world, um, I believe. Or maybe they're- 11th. They yeah. fell to 11th, yeah. I think, today, which is weird. When yeah. you have a major tournament, you finish fourth and oh, you yeah. drop a spot. I saw that too, that, and that Sweden are now number one and Spain are now number two. And I thought I thought the point of a World Cup <laughs> was, was figuring out which is the best the team, team in the world. But obviously, I'm not I'm not good at maths like FIFA are. He, maybe you should have a look at your weighting system there, yes. guys. Yeah. Um, the Matildas feel like they need a bit more depth. That's like he rode his starting team pretty hard. Yeah. And especially watching how much of a difference. Like England got better by subbing four players at halftime. You know, Australia just seemed to hold yeah. on and hold on and hold on. And that's just not sustainable long term, I don't think. No. For, for, for any – like it's great, it's great for one-off games. You can do it for one-off games. But I don't think you can play that style in tournament play. So, we will see. So, I guess, like, I'd sort of thought we might get a US-France FIBA World Cup final, but maybe not. Maybe we get, you know, maybe there is another a surprising nation that will pop up like Canada or Australia to, to play the US in the final. Yeah, I think um, Canada might not need Jamal Murray to be good. They've still got more... Quite, I mean, they're probably still the second most talented team uh, after the after the Americans. I would have thought. The problem with Canada is a lot of their shooting's a bit streaky. Yeah, you know. But it's fever. It's fever shooting. Yeah, so, so it's diff- different three point line. Yeah, ball is different. The the, the slot lines are different. It's a little bit. It's a little bit off brand. It's a little bit Aldi <laughs> middle aisle crap kind of. <laughs> They reckon they're going to get um. So the uh, was it the US game or the Philippines game? There was one of the games in the Philippines this week that's in the stadium that um, the Thriller in Manila was held in. So that oh yeah, they, they're going to have fifty five thousand people. Shit. The US Philippines game would be a good one for that. Um, you know, at at this um at this old really old world for if it was the same stadium that Thriller in Manila is, yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine that it's a state of the art. You know, Perth yes. Stadium it, style. It could be, you're not paying fifteen dollars for a fish finger sandwich, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's a little bit little bit decrepit. Uh, but yeah, fifty five. And as um as Ben McMahon 
pointed out that there's probably going to be a lot more than 55,000 people. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's 55,000 seats. 55,000 <laughs> registered t- tickets, but there, there are going to be people hanging out the rafters and all the rest of it. It'll be it'll be a little bit like uh, the old festival hall where you, you had to cross the floor to get a, yes. to go to the toilet. It's like, oh, I need to go to the toilet and never go back into the stands ever no. again. And probably the same kind of vibe too. Old wood, just stinking of spilled <laughs> drinks and yeah. sweat. Yeah, we, we enjoy that sort of song. Um, Don't think the Americans will, though. That would play well into the, the, the Filipino uh, skills. No. Well, that's really all that's, that's going on in sport, I guess, until Cricket World Cup starts. True. and um, The Waz. Not the Waz. I have to say that. <laughs> Otherwise, they won't let me back in the country. Um, you know, there's the Rugby World Cup, but... <laughs> I mean, is there? <laughs> is there? <laughs> the rugby like, small parts of a World Cup. The, 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 again, the most sort of prominent thing that I saw this week was the, the, the female, the Wallaroos, basically just dumping a whole bucket of crap on, on the ARU for exactly the same thing as, you know, some of the football sides yeah. were, which is what, why are you flying the wives and girlfriends first class when you stranded us in an airport for six hours? <laughs> which is a pretty fair yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I would be a little bit dirty too yeah. if, 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 you know, anyone paid for our airline tickets. But, um, yeah, it's, it seems ridiculous that you can't get closer to equality. It seems ridiculous what they're willing to pay for. And yeah. what they, they say, oh, we can't pay for that. But, you you know, the, the stuff that they will pay for is, is preposterous. And, and I actually think if you pitched it to the men's side, look, we're going to take these fringe benefits off you and give them directly to the women's players Mm. so that they can fly with a bit more leg room or they can fly on a non-connecting flight or they can fly at a reasonable hour. Like, are are the men's professional players that much of a prima donna that they would object to that? I don't really think that they would. I absolutely think they are because because, because (laughs) Because of the value judgments I make about about rugby players (laughs) and the schools they've gone to and and various other things. You know, like like the... The um, male cricketers sort of basically put down their markers yeah. and said, we, 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 we won't sign until we have these minimum conditions for the yeah. women's players. And I actually think that made the sport in the long term a lot yes. stronger. Yes, and I think they need to, they, that more, more focus needs to be put on the fact that they uh, – it wasn't out of self-interest that they did that. It was, um, it was union solidarity, and, it, and yeah. it, it has been for the benefit of, of Cricket Australia. That was against the wishes of Cricket Australia, and, it, yeah. and it's, it's – um, Yeah, it's prob- probably proven to be – like, every women's sport's going to get a little boost over this summer, I believe. You know, yeah. there's going to be a lot more people that were, were like, trenching against, yeah. you know, ever watching it that went, I actually really enjoyed that Women's yeah. World Cup. Well, and, part, well, there's going to be a lot more women watching women's sport, yeah. which is one of the problems is that there's, there's only been a certain subset of women who watch women's sport. And yeah. now I think the Matildas have dragged in a lot of casuals, like 11 million of them, um, who weren't necessarily taking an interest, and they might be much more likely to take an interest now. And there's a whole bunch of men, too, who will literally just watch any sport. Yeah. You know, there's sport on. Because they're betting. Oh, they're betting. <laughs> oh, yeah, but even I was talking to one of the dads this morning, and he's like, oh, I feel, I feel a bit... Feel a bit sad now that the women's World Cup's over. Yeah, so it's it's like it's been the thing that's 
sort of I've structured my life yeah, around a for, big, the, for the a last six weeks. Yeah, a big tournament is wonderful <laughs> fun because you just you get sucked. I actually get, get that at the end of the group stage because yeah. then it's like you have to wave goodbye to half the teams. Yeah, and or, yeah it's like us after the first round, right? It's like, yeah. what, what, what's this no two games every day? Yeah, well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. We need more content and yeah. more stuff to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought it was like and, – and taking the boys to – to, to two live games mm. with very different vibes was um, extremely interesting. You know, Curtis was onto it straight away. He's like, geez, the energy in here is not quite the same <laughs> as it was in the, in the quarterfinal. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a good experience, the whole thing. All right, shall we, shall we uh, recharge? And I think we might have to do that. This was uh, the Bulls podcast live from an undisclosed location. <laughs> in with, with chickens. Uh, with chickens. With, with loud cocks and ourselves um, in Logan Heights, a.k.a. Upper Beanley. <laughs> Lower Tambourine. Lower Thank t- you very much. <laughs> hey, Lower Tambourine, man. Um, it's lovely, folks. It's just as well as this isn't a video podcast. Because right. you'd have to have my head on it. Good night, See folks. You, Doc. Yeah.